0: The governors uh, got together and said, look, let, let's play for a hog. Let's play for a pig.
1: Ben and Eric gather at their laptops. One's a golfer, one's a Hawkeye. Hello, hello, hello. Minds, Welcome to, to the pod of Rose the bronze pig full of hot takes. I'm Ben, and Eric, could you, I uh, wonder if you could check something for me. Sure. Could you take a look at the Big Ten West standings? I don't know. I haven't my internet's down. I'm just wondering <laughs> no, could you tell me you're, who's who's number you're one. Jumping on my bit. No, I and I, yes, I am jumping way ahead of you. Yes. I, I
0: was I was gonna say, um you know, I'm racking my brain, I'm searching websites, I'm going on all these advanced stats, uh analytics websites, calculators, trying to figure out if there's the best way to, to determine who's like the best team in the Big Ten West. I don't know if there's a like a calculation or some sort of uh, algorithm that I can use I was going to see if I could get your, get your advice on that On how to figure out what the best team in the Big Ten West is Do, do you know? I mean, is there like a some, some some place you can direct me to To determine that?
1: Yeah, well, it's interesting I think if you went to the SP Plus rankings, Eric I think uh, the best team in the Big Ten West Would be considered Wisconsin And, and you know the the second best team would be considered? Who's that? Minnesota Can you believe that? Well, that's weird. so I just,
0: Iowa. you know, just for, see see if the, maybe this would work, I just went to, like, ESPN.com, and I clicked yeah, oh, on, you check know, check so you out. go to the website, you click on the NCAA football, and then you go down to standings, and you click standings, and you go to Big Ten, and, you know, crazy, it just pops right in there, the, the standings, it's right there, to see who's in first place, and you know what, I mean, I swear, it says Minnesota Golden Gophers
1: in first place, well, is that... Crazy. Is that possible? That right? I mean, the Gophers lost to a Bowling Green team that's got, like, a losing record. That can't be the case. No,
0: that didn't happen. So here we, here we sit on November 1st, which happens to be my birthday. And oh, the Golden Gophers... Businesses? Thank you. The Golden Gophers are in first
1: place. Who would have ever guessed that? No, what and mean? they're... Not only are they in first place, they are absolutely rolling. And I don't know they they... They lost yet another running back. But, Eric, I I am utterly convinced that running backs don't matter. This is is the best example
0: for your whole philosophy. You realize that, right? Like, you have this – I don't know if people listening to this realize Ben and I have argued for years, literally years, about whether or not a running back and a skilled running back matters for a football team. We've had over lunches have just hours of (laughs) endless arguments about this. And this, I, this Gopher team, was funny that it's, like, literally the best example for your entire ethos on offensive line and running backs.
1: The Gophers had, like, 300 yards rushing with their, like, fourth and fifth. I've honestly lost track. Are they on their fourth string or they, fifth so string running They've back? had five different running
0: backs rush for 100 yards. They only okay. have two more running backs that are scholarship players. So they have lost... Um, three for the year three and then i think one guy was hurt before the season but three starting run back I- ibrahim potts and now uh bryce williams are are out for this season so um yeah but five different running backs to have 100 yards this
1: because here's the thing Eric. I-, I am convinced that tyler goodson is a better running back than bryce williams by some measure but boy if you look at russian stats you wouldn't think and if you watch the games you wouldn't think because Iowa's offensive line is so terrible. It does not matter how good Tyler Goodson is. And the Gophers' offensive line is so excellent, it doesn't matter who they put behind.
0: If Three. you put Goodson on this Gopher team, I mean, he would do some damage.
1: Uh, yeah, he'd, he'd get a couple hundred yards easily, yeah. I think. He'd consistently get to the second level, and it's good for your Gophers, but boy, is it depressing. I, it, but it, just, it does not matter. The Gophers have another 300-yard game. Utterly mauled the Wildcats. They couldn't do anything else. And it doesn't matter that I think Tanner Morgan is just actively bad at quarterbacking. Man, I know he's 12 for 17 or whatever for a hundred yards. That interception was bad. I see why PJ Fleck doesn't, doesn't want him to throw too much. If the game depended on Tanner Morgan, like coming from behind, I, I'd be worried if I were a Gopher fan, but I don't think it matters because the defense is excellent and the running. I'm just, Iowa has not, in the last 10-plus years at least, probably more, maybe even 15, probably, maybe since Sean Green was at Iowa, had a running game like the Gophers have. And the Gophers are doing it, again, with, with nobody. I mean, it's it's depressing. Well,
0: and, and and they're doing it in obvious fashion, too. Like, we talked about this last week. I feel like we talk about every week. But, I mean, it's no secret what they're doing. Right. They, run, they get their big old offensive lineman, the extra – Alignment in there for tight end, and they have their
1: fullback in. They're just running people over. Yeah, it's what uh, Ferentz has wanted to do for a long time, and and his teams haven't. Uh, it's bizarre, but no, it's and, it's, and they're well, wearing teams down too. I mean, oh yeah, they go for forty-one
0: points, the best offensive you know scoring output, but they scored twenty-one in the fourth quarter because they were just they wore the team down.
1: Correct. I imagine,
0: but the defensive line and linebackers are just gassed after just getting. You know, run over.
1: And the Gophers run it. It seems like two thirds of the time. I mean, I don't even know how many. I would have to pull up the numbers, but I mean, yeah, they again, had
0: 53 carries, and then you know, Morgan threw 17 passes. So, you know, yeah, do that's, the math that's on more.
1: That. That's more than that's like that's at least two thirds. That's yeah, that's nuts. And they don't. And that works because that takes the least amount of pressure off of Tanner Morgan. Helps free up for easy completions. Get defenses. You know selling out to stop the run and then oh look here's somebody i mean it's it's like it's the iowa offense that ference has not put together for a really long time i would argue in large part because of Iowa's really really stupid 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 zone running scheme which requires utter perfection and is really slow developing and easy to stop for any competent team but yeah those massive linemen are getting it done
0: but you made this joke last week about, you know, if they pulled you off the street, you could you could get for 100 yards. But they might have to with all these running backs getting hurt. They
1: honestly could just find some 20-year-old dude and that's just fast. Just have tryouts, open tryouts. Hey, you want to play for the Gophers? They could probably find some jacked-up bro in Minneapolis. Although, like, I think Kai Thomas
0: it was like a four-star
1: recruit. I saw that. They flashed that up
0: um, on Saturday. I was a little shocked at that. Um, so he's, you know, he's a, you know, not a, oh. not a terrible, Athletic, sure. he's not a walk on, you know I mean? The guy's a, a scholarship, four-star recruit him. He's a freshman, but.
1: No, yeah. And well, it's not, and it doesn't matter. He doesn't have to do anything. Just run to where that big hole is, uh, and run fast and try to avoid tackles and don't fumble It's not even but, like you really care about pass blocking. Like he, oh, he no. and Irving
0: have some jets though. I know, you know, like you said, they're not, you're not your guy, Tyler Goodson, but, um, you know they got some jets. Marky Irvin had a 40-yard run. I, like I said, it's easy when you get to the second. You're 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 the linebackers and no one's touched you. Um, but you know Morgan ran for a touchdown too. His his slow prodding ass got in there.
1: Um, sure, sure. But my point is, so in the zone running scheme, Eric. You you have to be able to make the read. So you have to be able to have vision and patience to be able to find where the hole is. And it's not like you don't run to a set spot, right? You're not like, hey, we're running through the A-gap or whatever. Or like, we're running this off tackle. This is where the hole's designed to go. You know, they don't do that. And and the Gophers aren't running that kind of scheme. They, they're Yeah,
0: but the, I, the one Irving run, the 40-yard, he just outran everybody. I mean, he, there, wasn't, there wasn't a hole. He, he just went to the outside and just literally outran everybody. So all I'm saying is I don't think you're giving them enough credit. You just – Yes, this does support your theory that you just plug a guy in and then get 100 yards because that is literally what's happening. You can
1: do it when you have a great offensive line is what I'm saying. You know, like if you took all of the Gopher running backs are healthy. They're all healthy. Ibrahim is back in. But the Gophers and the Hawkeyes swap offensive lines and systems. Ibrahim would have terrible numbers. He wouldn't be able to do anything. Uh, it wouldn't matter how good he is. Uh, yes, yeah, so th- that's uh, emblem- emblematic. But well, anyway. That's what you're
0: saying. Like, is, is Sha- Saquon Barkley's on on your Hawkeyes. Does he get shut down? Yes.
1: Just... Okay. I, he's great, but if we'll you see the NFL when you have like three guys in the backfield, the second you get the ball. I mean, the the best example would be is if Tyler
0: Goodstein does play in the NFL and he becomes like a Hall of Famer because you know he's not running behind the Iowa offensive line. I don't I, think that's going to happen.
1: But. I don't think he'd be a Hall of Famer, but I, I, you know, even if he gets drafted, right, like that's and is a functional, competent running back in the NFL, that's a pretty big indictment of Iowa's running game. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was telling you before we we started recording, like I, it, 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 there's not a ton of new stuff to say at this point. I think we have a a really good read on both the Gophers and the Hawkeyes. I mean, the Gophers have just an absolute elite running game, just like Wisconsin. Uh, They have a a not great quarterback, just like Wisconsin, and they also have an excellent defense, just like Wisconsin. I mean, that's going to be the game that probably decides the Big Ten West. I mean, Wisconsin only has two losses. Whoa,
0: wait. So the Iowa-Minnesota
1: game won't? No, uh, Iowa... So let's let's assume for the sake of argument that Iowa beats the Gophers. Um, I think Iowa's going to get another loss somewhere. Um, oh, either Nebraska. Wow. Uh, it's tough to imagine them going four and down. Well, down this this hockey. Eric, this is like the uh, Kirk Ferentz has had a lot of bad offenses, but this might be one of the worst. I mean, this is this is they have one of the there. It's only one other team in, in Power Five football that might have a worse offense, and that's. The Colorado Buffaloes, the team that the Gophers shut out in Colorado, in Boulder. I don't think they're – I would struggle to find. Maybe Northwestern has a worse offense than Iowa. Maybe. But I don't know if you saw during the Iowa game. This is before the Wisconsin game. This is like in the start of the Wisconsin game. On a per-play basis, right, you just take what's the average gain you get on any given play run by the offense, screw field position, anything else. Turnovers, none of that. Just the offense has the ball. How many yards are the average each time they run a play? Iowa was 128th out of 130 FBS teams, and that was before Wisconsin. Held where where do you 100. think
0: Ferrans would like ideally want his? Do you think he'd be like he he is strives to be like higher than that, or is that is he cool with that? Is what I'm saying like is he just like all right, as long as we're somewhere in the middle, I'm okay. Because our defense and field position will will work its way out. Uh,
1: So it's always tough to get a read on what Ferentz wants. But I mean, I I don't think he wants to have an offense this bad. Uh, I don't think that's his goal. Uh, I don't think that's what he wants. That would be too cynical to say. But he'd be just fine with the Gopher offense or the Wisconsin offense. And that's the ideal. I think he wants an offense where people know what's coming and they can't stop it. I don't think he wants to ever have to resort to doing anything tricky. He doesn't want to have to resort to well, a, a potent passing attack. He just doesn't want to do that. And he wants to have a good running game, and oftentimes believes he does, but he hasn't had a good running game really consistently for a long time. So he wants what the Gophers are doing. And sometimes he seems to think he has that. When, he, when they did the back-to-back pullback dives, I don't know. He can't possibly think <laughs> his offensive line is any good. Oh, my God. But he seems to think he has that kind of team. Like, the Gophers could maybe do back-to-back fullback dives, and the Badgers could load the box and know it's coming and not be able to stop it. That's entirely possible. Iowa is not that team at all this year, and they're not really most years, where you just cannot stop what the Hawkeyes are doing. Uh, that just doesn't exist anymore. They used to be have teams like that, but that's so far in the past everybody knows how to stop iowa's offense there's no trickery there's no advantage of getting defenses to freeze pause delay because they don't know what's happening they don't hesitate they don't worry they don't worry about getting beat deep they're not worried about counter constraint plays they know exactly what's coming there's like zero subterfuge whatsoever in Iowa's offense and they're not nearly good enough and even when they have guys like tristan Wirfs on the line they're just not good enough to do this consistently against any kind of elite defense. There's tons of elite defenses in the Big Ten. It's not like you can be like, well, shucks, we just had a bad crop of defense. I mean, the Big Ten always has really athletic front sevens. And they haven't ran the ball well against Wisconsin for a really, really long time. Uh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just bizarre. Yeah, just, just so circling back
0: on you know how we open this, I just want to make sure. So the Gophers are in first place, right? That's true. That's accurate.
1: Yeah. No. Congratulations. Wow. They definitely are. Um, wow. They deserve to be. It's the, wow. they're they're playing really good. Hey. Uh, I, applause. I, no, they're they're playing great. I said I, I'm I'm jealous. Well, I, well, so I mean I. I how are the I, the AP the, the AP polls are?
0: It's such a fraud that Iowa's still 19. Yes. And Wisconsin and Minnesota. Neither of those teams are ranked. Like what an absolute fraud that is. Right. right. I mean, I know it depends on where they are and how Eric, far you, they drop. you hate it's advanced stats, though.
1: You hate advanced stats, it's though, right? Nonsense. You hate advanced stats, right? Because advanced yeah. stats would have told you that Iowa is way overrated uh, earlier on. In well, the I'm years.
0: just saying that the polls are just nonsense, right? Can we just agree on of that? Course.
1: Yes, it's all made up. It's not like the people filling that poll to pulls those votes out every week are watching even a, a reasonable fraction of the games. They're looking at the end score. Maybe they take a glance at the box score and say, eh. you know, you lose, you come down some, you win, you go up. I mean, there, there's no thought put into it whatsoever. There's no data. This is why some people prefer advanced metrics and computers, because computers are at least getting all the data put in. And they're not just like, eh, just fill this out. I don't know. So, yes, they're they're Of course, they're a joke. Of course, they don't really mean anything. They're just there for hype. They're there for marketing, that's it. You know, I you got to say that that Wisconsin played a quote unquote top ten team this past Saturday and beat them. You got to have a a three versus four matchup with Penn State and Iowa, and uh, those are not two well, top ten. Teams.
0: So here, I mean, we can move on from your first place Gophers, but here's the thing: your about the Hawkeyes that I just I, I, I'm confounded by it. And you know, we can talk about that full back the back to back full full back drive, but um is the fan base there? Why are they not just demanding a change that Brian Ferentz get let go? Like, why is there not a petition? Why aren't they?
1: There is know, a petition. I am get outside
0: the athletic director on
1: Twitter. So there is a petition fire. Brian Ferentz pretty much. Everybody thinks Brian Ferentz should be fired. But I guess where there's some debate is, would it really matter to what degree was Brian operating independently of Kirk? Is there some debate there? Is he just, have a set number of plays that he can run, how much reign does Brian have uh, over the offense? And I think it's fair to say that he doesn't have full control. Like if Brian wanted to say, Dad, we're done with this. I'm scraping this entire offense. We're rehauling it. We're but, going to do RPOs. He would not ever be able to make that decision. What
0: is the media? I mean, what kind of questions are they asking him in these press conferences? Which I'm, I'm admittedly, I'm not watching your. Hawkeye
1: no, you shouldn't. Because, like, because everything's access based, um, they're not asking him much. Uh, nobody's putting, you know, they don't have the, you know,
0: uh, flame to the their seats. Here, here's like, how close he got. This
1: is, this is as close to heat as, as Kirk has gotten. He was asked <clears throat> how much confidence he has in his offensive coordinator. Nobody mentioned his name, but they said, how much confidence do you have in the offensive coordinator? Um, He did get asked about the back-to-back fullback dives, and he literally said on the fourth and one, the fullback dive gave us the best chance to get the first down. I mean,
0: that's not – that is nonsense. Like, absolute garbage.
1: No, no, no. And this is the thing. Like, all right, so – and I don't want to believe – I know there's – well, I hope there's Gopher fans who listen to this. I don't know. But the Gophers crushed Northwestern. They have a great running game they have great defense go gophers uh the iowa offense for me remains an absolute absolute mystery uh, to me what happened between so so it's third and two the ball's on wisconsin's 41 i was down 20 to 7 we don't really think a comeback is possible but hey if they score a touchdown on this drive the game feels quite a bit different. All of a sudden, it's a one-score game. One-score game, yeah. Defense is jacked. A touchdown and extra point can win. Hope starts to come back pretty heavy once you're there, and it feels like an actual game, despite what was a truly horrendous half when Iowa had 12 yards of offense, which is pathetic. I found myself wondering, like, in that first half, if I was the offensive coordinator and I just said, hey, hey, Spencer, run whatever the play you want. I don't, I don't give a shit. Just run whatever you want. I don't care. Just make it up. How much worse it would have been. You joked yeah, last just week. Just have them all
0: just go get... straight down and just chuck it up and see if you get, like, anything. Just run straight and I'm throwing it to anybody.
1: And almost no version of this is it much worse than what Iowa did. There's almost no version where Iowa's offense performs worse under any, any other way of doing it. it it's uh, literally, when you
0: watch the game, it's one of the most uninspired play calling uninspired offenses I can ever remember honestly oh, in, in college football is... or professional football I, I've, I've never seen anything like it
1: it's embarrassingly bad we're not even, bad would be an improvement if Iowa's offense were to, to end the year just as bad they would have improved from abysmal they, they're looking down below and seeing bad above their head uh, bad as a level they d- didn't achieve and haven't achieved it's it's infuriating, and it's the thing that's held Kirk back from possibly pushing Iowa to the next level, and there's no really good justification. Because
0: he had the one one turnover right on the goal line, right, Gave basically gave them a touchdown.
1: Yeah, that's not the defense's fault.
0: Oh, no, no, no. I, actually, you know what? No, I'm just saying, like, that's a, chalk that up to another just absolute failure of the offense.
1: Uh, well, here's – no, but I, I've got a, a billion-dollar idea, and I'm gonna, I can't believe I'm giving this away for free. Nick Saban – you probably don't listen to this podcast, but this is free. Any, I, this, I should be getting paid millions of dollars for this idea. I've got this this idea for offense. It's called Super Complimentary Offense. And in it, you just the defense and special teams make sure we start every drive a half yard out from the opponent's goal line, and then we score every drive. That's going to be my new offense, and if they don't set us up properly, it's their fault for not complimenting us. You get us to the half yard line, and we'll punch it in from there. That's my billion-dollar Complimentary football idea yeah no that that's not the defense's fault you're not going to stop wisconsin's offense from a half yard out georgia wouldn't have stopped wisconsin from scoring a touchdown when they start their drive but you tackle. know what
0: they were doing there is they were just trying to get five yards so they could punt the ball like that's the that's the mentality of this play calling isn't I, like-
1: I, I i told you this already but yes i, I have joke like they should just punt on first down this could get really bad i i just don't see how this is a good idea uh, and the Iowa's most fumble-prone running back was had the ball too. Uh, you know, Goodson has fumbled once this year. He fumbles like once a season. He's very sure-handed. Uh, IKM has fumbled three times, maybe four. I've lost count. And he loses the ball. And yeah, Wisconsin wasn't worried about Iowa passing it, and I was too scared to pass it or do anything. Uh, at that like, point, they were,
0: it was a ten nothing or
1: something it's like that. Ten nothing. Yeah. Heroically, yeah. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Yes, it was ten nothing. Ten nothing feels like insurmountable for Iowa's offense. So it's like it's one of the most. It's been this way for a while, but it's this is like the the worst it's ever been. Where and even when Iowa is down a touchdown, it feels awful because you know. It, in the reality of football. When you're it, playing
0: against like probably I don't know is Petrus worse than Mertz? I, it's close. No. Like Mertz is he he was thrown to nobody. He was like throwing to ghosts out there. I don't know what that guy was
1: doing. He was terrible, but he gets the benefit, just like Tanner Morgan, of I don't have to do much because my offensive line can run, can create plays running the ball in predictable running situations, and then I can occasionally throw it, uh, and guys can be open because the defense is worried about the running game, and he gets to play off of a competent running game, which Petrus doesn't have. I don't know that Tanner Morgan or – uh, Graham Mertz are, are qualitatively better than Petrus at all. I don't think they are. Yeah. Mertz sucks. He he's not his
0: I, I was as astounded as I was from the Iowa offense, I left that Wisconsin offense to thinking Mertz is one of the worst quarterbacks I've seen in a long time. And yeah, he a, a this is a guy who's watching pretty bad quarterbacks every Saturday when I'm watching Petris and I'm watching Tanner Morgan. But Mertz, it's it, you know, we talk he, about accuracy, like he's I don't know who he's throwing to half the time.
1: No, he was eleven so the announcers were very quick to praise his awesome performance. He was eleven for twenty-two for like hundred and five yards and a touchdown, and that touchdown was all set up because they Wisconsin can run the ball, and I was sold out to stop the run on a third and one. Well and he ran in five. a few
0: on the one you know, a little one yard QB sneaks too, right? Uh but...
1: he yeah, he had one of the touchdowns was that yes was was him. I don't know if it was on the half yard driver what, well, but yeah, he got one based on his quarterback sneak just going behind his offensive line. But, no, he's not good um, at all. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I – Yeah, his season stats, he's thrown
0: for three touchdowns and seven interceptions for 1,000 yards. And, and he
1: almost threw a couple against Iowa, too. I mean, he he had a couple where they, they – Hankins almost had a pick six. He was just a, a quarter of a second off. And the other one that was just like yeah thrown to nobody and just there didn't happen to be somebody in the zone coverage close enough to be able to haul it in for Iowa. I mean he's just yeah not not any good. Um, but this is this is just further evidence that stat nerds are right. You can't count on three turnovers a game. It's stupid. But the the you know the sequence
0: with the fullback dives like for me it shuts down the game. Fire the coordinator for that those two calls like it, it's th- those are unforgivable in my opinion, of uh, play calls. Well,
1: well, I'll tell you. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe one out of two. So here's the thing. Yeah, so the Sage is third and two at Wisconsin's 41. It's four down territory. Like you, you have to, you cannot punt in that situation if you don't get it. Right? Okay. So even if you're just two, you're, you're going to go to your running game and, uh, you know, a short yardage scenario because that's just, that's where your instincts are. Why not try a rollout pass or something different on third down, knowing that you're going to go for it on fourth? And if you try that play and it goes functionally nowhere, I mean, they, they called it a yard. Okay. Why run that play again? And so I told you, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is, it fascinates me. Iowa, they call the fullback dive, third and two, they get one yard. They see Wisconsin, how they're lined up, and they call a timeout to talk it over. And after whatever they talked about, they decide to run a fullback dive again. Yeah, what's the discussion? We're like,
0: does Ferent, do the two Ferentzes get together and be like, what do you want to do? Uh, I don't know, just do the same thing we just did. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I think. <laughs> call in the play, and does, does Peters hear the play, with, you know, and puts his hands on the helmet and be like, what? Like, same thing again? And then, okay, I I guess, that's what Coach called,
1: or I guess that's what he called. Like why doesn't oh, yeah. he audible out and just be like nah screw this this is yeah dude do, do the Aaron Rodgers like this is yeah that's his dumb and you got like, the the Sanborn guy
0: the linebacker who looked like Brian Erlacher out there just absolutely owning the line of scrimmage like staring down at you and he's Beatrice has got to be like he's
1: gonna stop this like they know what we're doing and no we're gonna do it again yeah I, I was imagining like maybe like a Step Brothers moment like. I'm they reading, count down, reading an article like,
0: on ESPN and the Sanborn says, I think it's what everyone expected with, with when he's referencing the fourth and one fullback dive. I would have been disappointed if they didn't do a fullback dive there. Like everybody knew that's what
1: they were doing. Yeah. Including the Wisconsin defense. Of course. No, it, it was like at, at most there was gonna be a play right up the middle. Like, oh, maybe they'll give it to the fullback, maybe it'll be a quarterback keeper. But there was no no doubt it was going to be a we're going to just try to push the pile behind Linderbaum and gain a yard but I, I was just like imagining like why why did they call the timeout if you knew you were going to run that play it's a poor choice why not just try to run it again well, did they it have a really debate cu- was it
0: did they you know actually yeah, it was, discuss it, it was or Ryan why what? like
1: hey dad this is a terrible idea let's not run this play into the teeth of the best rushing defense in all of college football See, it's the interesting way. though you when you and I talk, I feel like you you defend Brian a little bit. I feel like you're kind
0: of you, you no. hedging a little bit to make it seem like Brian is sort of shackled by what Kirk wants him to do, and I don't see it that way. I really I think Myers no, 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 no. I'm absolute gonna stop dumbass. I'm gonna
1: stop this nonsense right this very second. Brian Ferentz shouldn't be the offensive coordinator. He should be fired. There's no scenario where Brian Ferentz making 800 grand a year as Iowa's offensive coordinator makes any sense. I don't know the extent of the relationship between Kirk and Brian and how much agency Brian has over the Iowa offense. I doubt He's that Brian He's a play has, caller, right? He's got all the agency. Doesn't right, but he? Kirk, do you, have you met Kirk, right? You, you got on your high horse. I have not on. met him. Have you seen him for 23 years? He's a hardcore autocrat. Do you think Brian would be able to run an offense that Kirk doesn't want? Do you think he'd be able to install a run and gun? Do you think, no, he'd, be able to, do you think he'd be able? If Brian calls to do, in the play, is Kirk gonna override it? First of all, he he get to coaches can do that, but I'm not say I have no idea. I, I'm not saying exactly what the nature of their relationship is. If Brian has full control of the offense, he's terrible and should be fired. If Kirk yes, has full control sure. of the of the offense, Brian shouldn't be collecting a paycheck rubber stamping his dad. If they're working together. Brian should be fired, and somebody that can say, screw you, this is how an offense is run, you don't know what you're doing, I'm in charge of the offense, should be put in place. I don't think Brian should have his job. My See, point This here, is the
0: kind of year where I, I – obviously I want the Gophers to win to beat Iowa and they play each other, but this is the kind of year where Iowa will like win the rest of their games and everybody will forget about all this bullshit. But I really wish this is the year where – it falls apart for Not not that I wish I you know. I with with the pitchforks down. I'm not wishing the the worst on the Hawkeyes. I'm just saying like if it does fall apart and the offense continues to just look absolutely um, clueless out there, that that a change would be made because I think it needs obviously it needs to be made. Like I think we both agree on that. Kirk has um,
1: had three. Look, Kirk has had three offensive coordinators entire 23 year career at Iowa. One of them's now on the staff as quarterback coach, and he also sucks and is no good at his job and has no business teaching a quarterback how to play. Because Spencer Petras has lots of limitations. He's not very good, frankly, but boy, do I not think he's getting coaching to maximize or make him any better. I have zero confidence that Petras is being like given good tutelage to maximize he's whatever he He's got a gun. He, uh, he can throw them. Yeah, I'm sure he does he can throw deep balls. Yeah, he, he's got – I'm sure if you like – do a drill and say, throw it here, here, here without coverage. He can throw it accurately hard, like with velocity, and look really, really good. But in a game, he loses his mind. He doesn't know how to read defense. He has no confidence if his footwork is trash. And some of that stuff is fixable. Some of it maybe isn't. I don't know. But it, it's. What was miserable. the one play where he,
0: like, spun backwards and tried
1: to, like. That's his ball. classic move, is to do <laughs> yeah, this it looks, so, it looks so helpless. He gets terrified. And, and, and the announcers did this, showed this once, right? Like, he needs to learn how to step up in the pocket. So I was offensive line is terrible, but occasionally they kind of do their jobs, and the tackles are pushing the defensive ends out, right? You see the defensive end, they take a wide approach. Sure. He yep. makes you take a wide angle to the backfield. Spencer doesn't see anybody open. He doesn't know what he's seeing, and his first instinct is to go backwards into the pass rush. If he steps up, they'll go past him, but by at least an extra second for something else to, to come open. And he doesn't do that. He obviously can't throw on the run, like, at all. He has... Every time he gets out of the pocket, I'm sure his completion percentage is terrible. Uh, it's just, it's really bad, and he can't scramble. So there's some limitations there, but even within the context of the pocket, he could be doing better. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this point again because <clears throat> I'm not defending Brian Ferentz, and I <coughs> totally, completely, utterly resent you saying that. We no, can disagree. I, <laughs> we can disagree the extent that Brian has control. Brian, no way, Brian has 100%. Most control. angry you've got the whole time we've done this, Potty. Because that's. <laughs> Because it pisses me off. I He deserves very little praise for anything he's done in the last five years. The best yards per game Iowa has had under Brian Ferentz was last year. In all of NCAA football, Iowa was 87th in yards per game. That's what the offense is supposed to do. And that was the best they've been under Brian. They've been sub 100 multiple times, and this is the worst. He's If he's learning on the job, he hasn't learned anything. But yeah. I don't think he has full control of the offense, not because I'm defending Brian. He wouldn't do anything well with full control anyway, but he doesn't have full control over the offense. I'm sure that Kirk tells him exactly how he wants the offense to run. Brian has a job, got a job he wasn't qualified for because his dad hired him. No other Big Ten, SEC, no other team in college football would have hired him to be an offensive coordinator At a power five school with his experience. He could be a
0: a videographer or whatever, the video guy. He He could have been a
1: a line coach somewhere, maybe. Like a position coach, maybe. Did he play in the NFL? One of his kids did, right? He did, and he worked for Bill Belichick for the Patriots for a couple of years. But none of it is enough to justify being in charge of a power five offense. So, no, I'm not defending Brian. I just don't think – I think Kirk is such a control freak and is so in love with his zone running scheme first and foremost. Kirk – Just will not let that go. But That is such a part of his identity and who his teams are. They have to have that zone running scheme. And any change, read-pass option, he's never going to allow that. He's never going to allow run-and-gun or West Coast. He's never going to like a timing-based passing offense. He's just not going to do it. He's so philosophically ingrained into his belief that Iowa must be a running team that does stretch zone running plays. This is who we are. This is tried and true. It might not be anything fancy, Eric, but boy, it sure is. It's real true and safe. That's what I'm saying is that in that confine, Brian Ferentz has some limitations on what he can do based on the head coach. That's my right. only – But Brian
0: Ferentz, I mean I know he listens to our podcast. He's He's got to be hearing the criticism that this is his fault, right? And in his heart of hearts, he's got to be saying to himself like – I. If, if what you're saying is true, that there's limitations on his play calling, he has to run the offense, his dad tells him he has to, he's got there's got to be some blame on his part then towards his dad saying, like, Dad, this is not my fault. Everybody's saying it's my fault, but it's not. And there's got to be some sort of conflict there, right? As bad This is ba-
1: really, really bad. This is terrible. Yeah, it's why you don't hire your son for the position in the first place. And an athletic director, or is it the comments. reason you do hire a son? Because
0: then you can do this, and there's no accountability, and no one's ever going to get fired, and he, so he knows he's not going to get fired. He's got a lifetime deal at Iowa.
1: Sorry, I'm talking about the athletic director. I get Kirk. Kirk wants Brian to take over. So the only the only solace you take in the situation is that Brian, but, that Kirk knows that the offense is so bad. Doesn't that, that he piss was, you off though, as of an Iowa person? Because no, no, of course because, it does. Kirk Ferentz doesn't care
0: about the success of the Iowa program. He only cares about his his son and the person that has the same last name as him being the head coach now. I mean, it, it's offensive, really, if you think about it. Like,
1: Of course He doesn't, yes. he doesn't
0: care about the success of this program. He doesn't – I mean, there's no there's no other way to look at it.
1: I I agree entirely, and I don't know how much he even cares about his own legacy. I mean, I think it's secure. He took a Iowa team, and they're consistently good but not great. I mean – I was banging on the ceiling uh, uh, as they have for quite a while of just not quite being good enough. I, if Iowa does win the Big Ten West, you know, you're, you're, people will overlook it. But the problem is that he knows this offense is so bad that it hurts his succession plan. Um, it, it's harder and harder – not that it kills it. I didn't say kill it. It hurts it when the offense is so pathetically miserable. Like – that's the only reason why Ferentz might want us like, oh gosh, I guess we have to change a few things here and there. Yes, it pisses me off. Brian's not qualified to be the head coach. Um, the only the only solace in Brian being the head coach is that at least he'd be somebody who would be fireable. And I don't want to fire Kirk uh, on grounds of performance. He's fine. I, his only flaw is this blind this huge blind spot of offense offensive football. It's it's massive. it's horrible, it's horrific. Um, And and if he were able to just set aside his pride and his antiquated, outdated beliefs about how – and he can even have a run-first offense. This is what's depressing. He could just try to do what is Wisconsin doing? What is Minnesota doing? They have successful running games. They don't run zone running schemes. They do different kinds of ways. You can be a run-first team. Just get rid of the zone running scheme. It doesn't work. It's not working. It doesn't work at all. Not unless you maybe had all pro tackles, across like, offensive line. Maybe yeah, you're the line's
0: safe. just not good enough to bully the but, team the way that he wants to.
1: But he's supposedly an offensive line coach. And <clears throat> every year he usually has one or two, maybe even three really great guys. But there's somebody who's just missing their block far too often, and it's too easy for the second the ball is snapped for players to, like, slant down and crash hard on the running game and stop it. For, for negative plays, that's the part that gets so disheartening. It's not even that they're not, like, gaining chunk plays or getting to the second level. They're guys in the backfield constantly. Like, you go from – you might have, like, a nice eight-yard gain, and then you call the stretch zone play, and then they go backwards three yards yeah. all the time because it's so slow. It's confounding. If, if you had a game where even, like, oh, a bad run is one yard, that would be not fun to watch. It wouldn't be great offense, but it would be less miserable. You wouldn't constantly be going backwards all of a
0: sudden. Yeah, and, I mean, for me, the pre- predictability is the part. That, oh yeah, I mean, you could call, you could watch this game. You're like, all right, I know they're running to the left here, and they do. Okay, oh, not yeah. sort sure. Of, like, you can call it. You know exactly what they're doing. And I don't watch film. I I barely watch the games. Like, I'm not here studying their offense. If you did watch film, I, like you're saying, the the Wisconsin linebacker was like, I they're running on the. I know what they're doing here. Like, I'd, I'd be disappointed if they didn't run it. And they knew exactly oh, yeah.
1: what they were and stopped it. And Eric, you don't get paid professionally to have and an, 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 you know immersed yourself in football film your entire life. So imagine guys that are getting paid loads of money to read film and understand it have no problem breaking it down. And so the only way to overcome that is to have a massive, massive talent advantage. But even if you have talent advantage, your technique has to be so good at the zone running scheme that you can't win. Um, it's just totally figured out. And it's really, really disheartening because, yeah, he doesn't believe in subterfuge, obviously based on the fullback dives. But, you know,
0: as we sit here,
1: they were – we made
0: an argument at one point they should be the number one – or I did – made it be the number not, one not team me. in the country. Um, they still have a chance to win the Big Ten West, right? I mean the, the well, it would be tough. Um,
1: all that needs to happen basically is that Wisconsin – Iowa has to win out, of course, and then – Wisconsin needs to lose once, and Purdue needs to lose once. And Purdue has to play Michigan State and Ohio State. so Purdue's probably going to lose another game. Uh, Wisconsin has by far the easier schedule. But if your go, Goph- for example, if your Gophers beat Wisconsin, but Iowa wins out, yeah, because they lose got two Michigan. losses. Yeah, they would be they win the three. tiebreaker of the Gophers, and Wisconsin oh, yeah. would have three. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. But the problem is the offense is so pitiful. I mean, they they cannot do anything at all on even a basic subpar level it's just it's yeah it's this it's been frustrating to watch for quite a while but this is the worst it's been especially in contrast to a really really good you know defense and special teams and it takes such a herculean effort to be able to get the offense to do anything the one touchdown drive it was set up on wisconsin's 40 because i was defense got two three and outs they had and then two really nice punt returns by charlie jones but just that's the
0: other thing too like you think, you know, especially that that play where they they were, you know, on the goal line and then fumbled it, and then then the defense has to come back out and try to stop them on the goal line. Like the defensive players have got to be just furious at, at the way that the offense runs. They, they they have to be sitting there pointing there when they're you know running off the sidelines, yelling at these guys like, "Do something, man! Get a first down!" Like yeah. there's got to be some conflict in internally. Maybe the defensive coordinator too is just like, "This is." I cannot coach like this. You can't keep putting me in these positions and expect me to try to stop them. And they are. I mean, for the most part, the defense still, you know, they're in terms of defensive scoring, they're still one of the best in the Big Ten. Oh, the defense was
1: was not the problem against Wisconsin. Right, Wisconsin had, three and it wasn't the problem against drives. Purdue either. Well, they were sort of the problem. They had a bad game against Purdue. I, I'm willing to to say the defense deserves some criticism for yeah, us, not suppose, adjusting to right. David Bell. Not putting yeah, two David guys on go. David Bell. But that Wisconsin was
0: didn't – they didn't you know, rack up the yards like, like David Bell no, did. 270 yards. They scored yeah.
1: 17 points on their own. The other 10 came off of three turnovers in the red zone in which Wisconsin got 10 points. And one of them was the half-yard drive where you, they were never going to be able to stop them, especially after having just done another goal line stand. So, no, that, the defense was at a minimum very good. And you can make a case they were great against Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin – Got, like, 150 yards rushing, but it took 48 carries. Those together. running
0: backs are good, the Wisconsin good. running backs. That but one guy is gigantic.
1: He is massive, the guy that ended up in the field goal-kicking net. But, I mean, they had yeah. – it was, like, three and a half yards of carry, which is really good against a really great offensive you know, offensive line running attack that Wisconsin has. Uh, so I, there, I have no beef about the defense, and I'm willing to concede that defenses can have bad games. And, you know, it would be one thing if Iowa was in the game and then, you know – some breaks happened and they lost. That's annoying. But this wasn't competitive, and it wasn't competitive largely because the offense was so pathetic, and they have been pathetic for all season, really, even when you were telling me how I should celebrate how great I was doing and can't be worried about the offense because that's – I'm just being a great well, horse, this ever. is uh-
0: – I mean, this is an all-time low, I think, for the offense.
1: Well, they the haven't gotten game. better. like the, 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 they were well, bad And that's usually the Ferentz's trademark, is the teams usually get better that's as outdated. the weeks progress. That hasn't been the case for a while now. Well,
0: though. okay, maybe in the last few years, but that's, from my experience watching the Hawkeyes, is every year they seem to have seemed yeah, to improve the, throughout the, the, the off, season. the
1: that was very much the case. They'd start slow, they'd have some troubles in September, and they'd get better and better and stronger and stronger. And feel it like, feels like Petrus is getting worse. He was never great to begin with. And it feels like the line is getting worse. And some of this is the defense. I get that Wisconsin has an elite defense, but Wisconsin was able to run the ball somewhat against Iowa's elite defense. I mean, it, it wasn't great, but it was like 160 yards. And, they, yeah, Mertz still sucked. Uh, You know, and, and Iowa had like less than a yard per carry. They couldn't do anything. They just kept going backwards. All right, so – So looking ahead, Uh, sure. You know, let's uh let's maybe throw
0: that game in the trash. Sure, Um, fair enough. It was terrible. Let's look ahead. So so your Hawkeyes have Northwestern this weekend.
1: Yeah, here's what's amazing about that. I was like twelve point favorites against
0: Northwestern. Well, the Gophers routed them. Northwestern is uh, just it is when you watch the them play in that stadium, it feels like they're playing a high school team. It really does. The stadium looks like a high school stadium.
1: Well, Ryan and Fields is pathetic. It's
0: terrible. It's just a terrible stadium. And Northwestern always has, like, a smaller team. And and you, when you see, like, the gopher offensive linemen, they were just, like, shoving them out of the way. Uh, so Northwestern's really bad.
1: So Iowa should win that game, right? Get get back on track. Right, I'll, I'll take Iowa straight up, but let's talk about that spread. I'm, I'm not going to let that spread go. 12 points. I don't know how anybody can see Iowa play and think they beat any team by 12 points. Even one as bad as Northwestern. I I mean, they beat Maryland 51-14. That took seven about. turnovers to get to that. And that was the only good offense performance Iowa's had all season. The only one. Every other game Iowa's so, had.
0: So you're going to take that uh, reverse mortgage out and put – bet on the spread. Uh, I was on spread. thinking of
1: it. I was, like, I was like, last Friday, I was like, why don't I just go down, I don't know if they have sports betting at Prairie Meadows or, or find some online book. Why don't I just take my paycheck and put it on Wisconsin? Why, I, I you know, I don't think advanced stats are bullshit in the way Eric does and advanced stats think Wisconsin's a much better team and Iowa's offense sucks. Why do I think, why wouldn't I do that? Why would I think that I would spend two weeks doing something meaningful? Like, they admitted they didn't do it. They just, Practice running more slants. Let's run the same. Let's run it again. Let's run that zone play again. They didn't do anything. They made zero adjustments. They made no attempt to do anything even slightly different to try to take advantage of their own tendencies to create mismatches. That's just not a thing Iowa no, does. It, it
0: looks like they ran the same offense, same plays as they have done every single game. There was no adjustment or change. Even at halftime, there's no change.
1: That's but there's the not going to be astounding. any change against Northwestern. Iowa doesn't have Minnesota's offensive line. They're not as big or as technically proficient. Um, I think Tyler Goodson's great, but... Wait, so that, are you predicting a loss? No, I'm just thinking about whether I, w- whether I would want to put money on Northwestern, given that I have 12 points. That Northwestern only has... Like, if Northwestern loses by 10...
0: They're going to beat him by... Iowa's going to win by 20.
1: You think Iowa's going to beat Northwestern by 20? Yeah, I do. How? You realize... I? How is Iowa scoring? So here's the thing. Like, Pat Fitzgerald is – he's one of those coaches. He knows everything Ferris is going to do. He hates Iowa for, you know, having his leg broken or whatever in 1995. He hates them. He, as much as anybody, has known exactly how to Nebraska shut Nebraska put
0: up 56 points on Northwestern.
1: Like- Nebraska has an offense that scores some points, that has some competency. Even though they like turn the ball over and they suck, uh, like in terms of coaching, like they have they have some ability to move the ball. Um, I, Iowa's offense is going to go nowhere against Northwestern. And yeah, I don't think Northwestern's offense is going to do much, but could this easily be a, oh, I was up 10 7, or I was down 13 10, or I was, you know, I was up 20, even 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter, and then Iowa just runs out the clock? very easily and I could see this being a game where Iowa's was down 16 to 10 and oh my god we need Petrus to pass which happened last year didn't work out at all um it, just the where are the points coming from even if Iowa is shuts Northwestern out as Iowa's scoring two touchdowns I was yeah. seven points each of the last two weeks um you know and I don't. What did do they score against Penn well, State? Well, they Wisconsin's
0: uh, like you said, one of the, one of the best defenses in college football. Is Purdue? No, no, that was that was just a bad showing. That was piturous. Is, is
1: Colorado State one of the best defenses in college football? I
0: don't think no, so. No, no. I listen. I'm trying. I'm trying to talk you off the ledge here. You're, maybe you're
1: right. Maybe. No, I, I'm just. I'm just thinking maybe it's a, a lot low point, scoring. Yeah. That's a lot of points to give a team that averages, uh, if you don't account on for the road, yeah. against a coach that really, really knows how to exploit Iowa's weakness, uh, their poor offense, knows how to muck it up and ugly it up. Well, Northwest nonetheless,
0: I think, I think I think I Iowa, think Iowa wins by 20.
1: I'll begrudgingly pick Iowa straight up. I, I doubt it's by 20. Um, your go first. I get why they're massive favorites. Illinois terrible. They're playing in Minneapolis. They beat Penn State. Yeah, they did. They beat Penn State in like a nine-overtime game. But then they lost to the Rutgers. But so. Gophers are up 14.5-point <laughs> favorites. I get that. The Gophers, other than Bowling Green, for whatever reason, and Miami of Ohio, Minnesota might See, be the new Iowa. They, this is a classic trap on.
0: game, though. The classic trap game. You got you Iowa in two are weeks. you think Gophers going to lose
1: straight up against Illinois?
0: <laughs> no, I, I don't, but – I could see it happening. I wouldn't be all that shocked.
1: So, are you taking the points, Illinois, more than two t- touchdown underdogs?
0: No, no. Gophers are rolling. They look really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm invested in this team, despite running backs falling, you know, getting hurt like every single week. Um, I'm invested in this team. Tan- and Tanner Morgan is—he's not improving either. Like. They were talking about how close, in the game, they talking about how close he is with P.J. Fleck. It's like, wow, this is, and, and how long he's been his quarterback. And it's shocking that he's not any better. And throughout no. the season, even though they're rolling, four straight wins, it's not because of Tanner Morgan.
1: No, it's it's not. He's he's. I mean, he's not a good quarterback. I, yeah, I don't know. But it doesn't matter because uh, they have a great running game. So, do you think the Gophers cover that fourteen and a half point spread? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I do.
1: Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Illinois.
0: Illinois's they, got problems.
1: They can't throw the ball. They're I guess that well they're a better running team than Iowa, but who isn't? Um, but that's it. I don't yeah. I don't know well, how they. are on the,
0: like their third string quarterback too, aren't they?
1: Well, did Brandon Peters get hurt? So they Brandon Peters started the year. uh I don't know if if it happened last week. I didn't pay attention. I was, uh, you know, far too disgusted with Iowa's play to to pay too much attention to what else was going on. Um, but I know Sikowski is out. He broke his wrist or whatever against Penn State. Brandon Peters took over. I guess if they're on their third string quarterback, then it really seems hopeless. But they ran for like 300 yards against Penn State somehow. Oh I,
0: yeah, I was thinking of this Sikowski guy. Yeah, that's what yeah, it was, okay. So so
1: Brandon, Brandon Peters, so like he was the starter to start the year. He started okay. last year. He sucked. And then Sikowski or whatever took over. And then Sikowski – so Brandon Peters has experience, but he's not good. Um, there, I mean there really are a lot of bad quarterbacks in the Big Ten, it, 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 especially the Big Ten West. It's pretty bad. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't expect him to, to shred you guys in the air. Uh, they Brett Bielema is totally fine playing like a – we're just going to run the ball endlessly, slop it up. I mean he knows how Big Ten football works. Um
0: yeah, this, I mean, you know it's home game. It's it's in Minneapolis, and you got that leading up to the trip down to Iowa City in two weeks. So, yeah, I think Gophers cover, and uh, and then they get ready for your Hawkeyes.
1: Yeah, we'll see. So, I mean, are you going to be offended if Iowa is uh, favored over the Gophers?
0: Well, it depends on what happens this weekend. If Iowa loses again, yeah, that would be ludicrous. Okay. Um. If they eke by Northwestern. I still think yeah, and and Gophers have another dominant win against Illinois. They should be the favorites.
1: Okay. You
0: right.
1: don't yeah,
0: you don't I mean I if Iowa wins, they'll still they'll still be a ranked team, right? They might move up in the rankings. They might be you know, like, a top 15. People, but but yeah. Uh I
1: mean I I just it's I, I'm baffled that Iowa is a road twelve point favorite. It's uh, against Anybody, that's just shocking to me. But I mean, I but whatever. Maybe Wisconsin, maybe Northwestern will throw five turns. Yeah, I mean,
0: you don't even see Iowa scoring twelve points. <laughs> it seems like that's the
1: thing. They, they, the. Oh, well, I mean, it. It's possible that they get some interceptions again, and then maybe that helps. Well, is,
0: is Moss yeah. still hurt? Because Amos he, he didn't second. play last
1: week. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He, he apparently, like week to week, day to day. So who knows? He may or may not play.
0: Maybe he's just that important because they have really fallen apart since he got hurt.
1: I guess. I mean, I don't think he can play for the offense. Um, that's
0: true. Well, he can he, help the offense quite a bit with the turnovers.
1: He might have helped with P- Purdue. Maybe that—that's fine. I don't think. <laughs> I I don't think shredded them without Riley Moss. I don't think that was a problem against uh, Gramberts, but we'll see. But yeah, okay. So. Um, yeah, so you're taking the Gophers to cover the spread and Iowa. Um, yeah, I certainly take the Gophers straight up to cover the spread. That's fine, and I'm just 12 points is a freaking lot. So I, I'll take Iowa straight up, but boy, I, I have a hard time seeing them cover that uh, 12 point spread. That's how I see it going out. All right, what beer are you drinking to celebrate the uh, Gophers' inevitable victory on Saturday?
0: Well, so I, I was gonna pick an Illinois beer. Um, there's a brewery, Pipeworks. You ever had any of their beers? You, no, you can I've get some never, of those here.
1: I've never even heard of Pipeworks. Yeah,
0: I think I think they're from Chicago. There's one. It's like a Ninja versus Unicorn. It's like a double IPA. Um, it's good. I've I've had it before. There's like a craft brewery at my old neighborhood that had had Pipeworks beers. So I, I'd recommend that. I I don't think I'll be drinking it. I don't know if I can find it. Um, but I did have some darkness over over on Halloween. Got 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 a bottle. My wife bought a bottle for me. So I'll be bringing that down to tailgate. Um, but yeah, I'll recommend the Pipeworks Brewing. How, how about you? What are, what are you
1: gonna drink? I, I just I'm I'm switching over to uh to dark beer porter season for me. So very much, um, Breckenridge, um. Vanilla Porter is what I've got going on. I haven't had it in quite a while, but it's uh, one of my old standbys. Uh, it's not uh, it's not an Illinois beer, nor uh, well, yeah, it should be an Illinois beer, I guess. But uh, uh, that's what that's what I've got. I'm, I'm well, ready for the cold.
0: It's yeah. funny. So I, I was thinking for you to recommend, as bad as things have been, you might want to move to the hard stuff. And um, I was at Alex uh, Short over the weekend and. Uh, the woman, yeah, I asked if they had, had any kind of new stuff, and she said, "Oh, we got this this new bourbon in from this place in Iowa somewhere." And I was like, I was thinking I was almost said it for her, but I wanted to see, and she pulled it out. She said, "Cedar Ridge, you ever heard of them?" I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've been there. It's it's pretty great. And she's like, "Oh, I'm really excited to sell this. Um, and it's good. I Cedar Ridge makes some good stuff, and it's a really cool place if you if you can make it there. Um, is
1: it in the Coral it's in Nor- North, North, Iowa- Liberty, North Liberty? North Liberty, okay."
0: Um, so yeah, I was gonna recommend you move to the hard stuff, the Cedar Ridge, just to drown to your sorrows as bad as things have been for you guys. I
1: I can't I can't do I I mean I cannot really do liquor too much. Um, just means that the hangovers are too rough and there's just like you know no matter what the next day there's always two little kids just telling you to get up.
0: Well, isn't that what this IO team is? Just like a bad hangover. <sighs>
1: Uh, no? <laughs> Hangovers go away? I don't, that doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, yeah, that's true. At some point you can sleep you're it off and feel okay. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We've been stuck with this bad offense for a long time. It's uh, it's infuriating. And, yeah, when I was 6-0 and getting three turnovers, you don't bring it up too much because you're like, yeah, oh, what? I mean, we're winning, but it's still in the back of your head. You're like, man, they're not moving the ball at all. It takes a lot. They really aren't any good at it. Anyway, all right. What's where's your, where are you at with your movies? Uh, so PJ, you
0: know, he's gonna take on the role of Elliot Ness, and he's oh. gonna go go in and clean up Chicago, or clean up Illinois, and uh, so I'm gonna go with the Untouchables, Brian De Palma movie, um, Kevin Costner. One of the, so I wasn't like a big DVD guy. I didn't buy a lot of DVDs, but I was like, okay. I had like three DVDs. I had like the Untouchables and Gladiator and Heat. <laughs> it's like the only three DVDs I ever actually owned. Um, so uh, yeah, so the Untouchables. You seen that movie?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, I know. I, I I think it's Sean really really Connor fun. His accent is terrible, but no, oh, it's so yeah. fun. it's really bad. Yeah. It's like comes and goes. You're like, okay, you're trying to play. I I didn't. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, it's super unconvincing. Um, but you know, it, it's 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 a really fun movie. You yeah, know, good old gangster. Yeah. Uh, TJ's
0: going to, he's, you know, he's going to clean them up.
1: Okay. Do you have one for, uh, Iowa or do you just, well, since going? I was going also,
0: you know, I had also stuck with the Illinois Chicago theme and I was going to pick, uh, the movie thief, um, Michael Mann movie from like the early eighties, James Caan.
1: Oh, see, I, okay. Yeah. So keep going. Sorry.
0: He plays, uh, like a, a it's, it's phenomenal. If you haven't seen it, uh, I'm a big Michael Mann guy, but um, uh, James Conn plays like a, basically like a jewel thief. And um, it's so cool because they break down like how you'd actually do it with like the the, you know, obviously it's an older movie, so the technology is not what it is now. But um, in terms of like the, the welder welding gear you'd need to like burn open a safe and what kind of safes, it seems like Michael Mann really spent a bunch of time to like actually figured out how you'd crack a safe and um, steal some jewels. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know, like, w- if Kirk's really a, you know, uh, a thief kind of guy, but I feel like he's got to try to unlock something. So I was thinking the safe and the movie thief.
1: Okay. Uh, so, yeah, no, on that point, it was it was on HBO Max a while ago, and it was a movie yeah. I'd always heard about. And I started to watch it. It was late, and I saw the o- just the opening sequence, which is, like, there's almost no talking, as I recall. Right. It's like a couple it's little, little just lines of dialogue. Yeah. Just, yeah, they, it's raining, and it's like so evocative, and they just crack open a safe, and the it's the inferior Belushi, right, is in it, right? Um, oh, and, I think superior. Jim Belushi? Oh, the superior Belushi is Jim? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's like a big cannabis farmer now. I, I mean, I, in terms of performer, yes, I get, you know, his... James. I'm only
1: talking about acting. If you honestly were about to say that Jim Belushi is better than John, I was going to lose my mind, Eric. I,
0: I'm I, not a John Belushi guy. Like, I I, I don't understand his humor. You, so know, we, you and I watched that 1941 movie whatever. Like, he wasn't funny in that,
1: I didn't think. Nobody was funny in that movie. That movie was terrible. Um, But, okay, fine, you're not a John Belushi guy. I don't get why you'd be a Jim Belushi guy. Holy cow, this is a bizarre not – I, there's nothing. Whatever John Belushi was doing, he was doing something. Jim Belushi is a guy who looks like John Belushi, but has no charisma. His, he just he's got charisma.
0: charisma. Okay. I I disagree with that statement. I I think he's pretty good.
1: Oh my. There's God. a funny okay.
0: scene in. There's actually a, a hilarious scene in Thief where Jim Belushi is like running on the beach with his girlfriend, and he just like tackles her, just completely, just like full on dives at the knees and just just it's like one of those uh um what was the ESPN uh video where they just showed like the big hits, you know? <laughs> it was like one of those where he just totally just knocks her out. Um I don't uh, that's kind of a tangent there, but
1: uh um, it's fine. Uh we've gone on quite a tangent. Anyway, but we was like I saw that opening sequence and then I was getting tired and I was like, all right, I gotta get to bed, but this is great and I want to see where it goes. Like he's trying to like fence the thing i think right after that is like where i paused it and uh and then i I tried to come back i don't know if it was like a week or two weeks later and i couldn't find it and i think it went off hbo max so i only ever saw the opening sequence which i thought was incredible i loved and then didn't see anything else after that um but no it's it's very much on my list i need to watch the whole thing jim belushi or otherwise (laughs) um so all right, well, so here's here's it's gonna be a deep cut. I know mean, you, you called me out for having too many animated movies last week. So we're gonna so for Iowa, um, there's this movie. I, I doubt you have you. I wonder if you even heard of this movie. It's called Roar. Have you ever heard of Roar, Eric? Uh, I don't
0: think so. Roar, like a like a lion roar.
1: Correct. Or a yes, a big cat roaring. No. Um, oh. It's a 1981. I guess it's a comedy. Uh. It's about these people who live on a nature preserve in Africa with like lions, tigers, and big cats walking around. And it was like shot in Africa with the actual lions. And okay. a whole bunch of people got hurt during the production like 70 people. It was, I mean, it was supposed to raise money for, you know, wildlife awareness, but like they literally just, your scenes of them just like sitting in a house. With like seven or eight lions just like walking around. Did
0: the people get like attacked by lions? Is that uh, in
1: the context of the movie? I don't, I don't, I don't know. No, you so said people uh,
0: got hurt. Did they get hurt because the lions attacked them?
1: Yeah, yeah, yes. They were working oh. with live animals, and yes, um, seventy. So I'm, I pulled up Wikipedia so I could have uh, the exact. Seventy people, including the film stars, were injured as a result of multiple animal attacks.
0: Yikes. <laughs>
1: So it was like this just insane kind of movie. Like, I, you couldn't make it today. I, I'm surprised you could even make it in 1981. Um, But I'm just worried that I'm, I'm going to have this feeling of dread. Like, the bits I've seen, and I haven't seen it all the way through or anything, they cause anxiety. Because you're literally just seeing people next to these big animals, which could kill them in, you know, a matter of minutes. This is the cinematographer was scalped <laughs> by a lion. Yeah, there we oh, go. Yeah, there's. Yep. Yikes. Yeah, so, so it's got like yeah, Melanie Griffith is in it. Um, not a whole lot of other people, folks in uh 2021 20, would remember, but um, yeah. So it's that's the feeling we're gonna have this whole time watching the Wildcats is just this sense of dread as at some point the Northwestern Wildcats are gonna pounce on Iowa unsuspecting things are gonna seem just calm and normal, and then you know a switch is gonna flip. Um, and I was kind of stuck with the Minnesota because so the Illini is a uh, Native American tribe, right? That's what an Alina is?
0: Yeah, I believe so.
1: And I was like, I was thinking of old westerns, but those are awful because it's usually, you know, like John Wayne like, murdering a bunch, so I got kind of stuck, and I was like, well, I don't want to go that direction, that's that's too depressing. Um, you know, I, I understand that the Gophers are going to win handily, but uh, so then then you started talking about Chicago, and I was trying to get my brain racing on what are what are some other just quintessential well, it's, Chicago it's movies.
0: Champagne is is sort of or I guess Northwestern's more Chicago adjacent, right?
1: It's yeah, it's basically be, a suburb, right? Like yeah. I don't know. It's it's you can think of it as Chicago and they try to market themselves as Chicago's college football team. Um, I don't know how far Champagne is, but obviously there's nothing magical about the city of Champagne, so it's still like oh like Chicago, that's really good, or the NA of Illinois. Maybe just Lincoln. I was kind of stuck on just Lincoln. It's a good movie I like. You know, Daniel Day-Lewis is incredible.
0: So, here, 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 here! That's my Lincoln impression.
1: That, does he <laughs> say that in the movie? Yeah, he's like always pony. Here, 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 here. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just remember like the long monologues and being just like totally enamored as he's like you know what good is it to have a moral compass uh point north if you can't make your way through the bogs and the swamps that kind of thing all the time we're just telling some random anecdote that ties into some anxiety that somebody has so that, that was a reach but i was like i didn't want to go the old western route because that's uh,
0: okay those are some good good recommendations uh sorry sorry about your hawkeye's all you people in Hawkeye land, um, all I can say is you got to start putting pressure on, on the powers that be, because how
1: would if you put this pressure is, on the powers speech be? Should I write an angry well, letter? I, I don't I, know what,
0: what your sports media people are like, but like, if this was in the twin cities, like the media would be all over this. And, uh, you know, maybe it's just cause that's the way Iowa is. And there's just not a big sports media. um, presence but like and that's always been like the big complaint that coaches here have is that our, our media is so hard on like the especially college the college program the gophers because you know if things aren't going well the media's we have radio we have paper you know podcasts all, all these things where this is talked about and um you know we're hard on I don't think I don't think hard is the right word but if if we had an offense that's bad, you're going to see a lot of writers and a lot of media personalities talk about it and question the coaches and the the department, like, why are you doing this? What's going on? Why is there not a change?
1: Yeah, this and- is an Iowa-Minnesota difference. So Iowa has nothing else but Iowa and Iowa State sports. There's no competition from the Vikings or any other pro team. Uh, and at this stage, there's, there's nothing else. I mean and- – the All of their business model is predicated on access to Kirk Ferentz, right? There are some journalists, quote-unquote, whose job it is to interview Kirk and interview the players and stretch that out into like three articles across a week in order to get access, in order to get a press pass so they can go to the press conference and ask Kirk, ask Kirk questions. They cannot be too hard on him. They will have their press pass revoked. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Directions. That's
0: not what the media is there for. It's ridiculous.
1: Well, media is in quotes, and that, but they, they don't have a job. That's the only thing they do. So they ask softball questions. They aren't super hard on them. You get articles like telling what happens now. So fans are definitely mad. Twitter is ablaze a with people who think Brian Ferentz needs to be fired. And Kirk's antiquated offense, we've, we've tolerated it long enough. That, that There's no shortage of those takes on Twitter. But the media will be giving you these kind of like sanctimonious, well, you need to have perspective. A guy hurt his leg really horribly. Those players are working really, really hard. And, you know, Did they you show that
0: play? I, I didn't see what happened. It's I didn't like, see. No, they decided really not bad. to show it,
1: which is fine. Yeah. yeah, and I'm 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 okay with that. I don't. I I'll just believe you that it was really bad. I, yeah. That's fine. I don't I don't need to see what happened. I'm not I'm not an orthopedic surgeon or whatever. Um, but the, no, that that's what they do. And then if they're asked to, they they're done. Gary Bard is the athletic director who ostensibly is somebody who should be you know Kirk should be accountable to, but Gary Bard is, is not. He's not going to challenge Kirk. He let him hire his own son. So, yeah, I what, what do you do? Tell a stern letter to Gary Barta, who cost Iowa 400 grand because he had to backtrack on canceling the women's you know, swimming and diving program last year for violating Title IX because uh, he's a, a twat. I mean, he's not going to do anything. He's not going to fire Ference Nothing that's going to happen – Unless Iowa is like abysmal and doesn't go to a bowl game for like three or four years in a row, he's not going to fire Kirk. And he's not going to pressure Kirk to fire his son. He's not going to fire his son directly. It's just not going to happen. We can tell Kirk that we're unhappy with his offense. I don't think it's going to matter. I'm not a big money donor, Eric, so I don't have any sway. Maybe if I were some like I'm going to donate 20. I'm not going to donate 20 million unless you fire Brian. Maybe that would matter. I don't know what you do, but yes, IO Media doesn't have anything else to talk about. They 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 have this just meager little little you know business model, and they have to churn out and rubber stamp Kirk stuff.
0: I'm just saying, like even the Bowling Green loss, there was media personalities that were like, this just is unacceptable, you know that. And if if he kept losing, I mean, it was the same thing that <laughs> happened with Brewster. Brewster had some success, but as soon as he started losing, the media called him out on it. And you know even Mason, Glenn Mason, who's probably the most successful Gopher coach in my lifetime that I can remember,
1: other than PJ Fleck.
0: Right, PJ's number one. Um, when he had those bad losses, like the Michigan loss when they were up, and he he seemed to always lose games at the last minute and uh, lose games they should have won, media held him accountable for it. And you know he he was number one guy blaming the media that the reason why he can't recruit or bring people here is because the media is not on his side and the media is too hard on him and all that what I think is BS. But um, with Kirk and and the Iowa program it was like whatever dude you know we'll never question it we'll never push back. This,
1: this was the sternest stuff I saw was you know. Iowa does need to make some changes, and there's one article like he needs to make changes with or without Brian. That was the most Like the concerned. Des
0: Moines Register, or whatever. That's a big paper, right? It, I
1: mean, that, yes, that's the biggest paper in Iowa. Yes, yep.
0: How is there not a sports writer that's calling I for think, him? They, they may have. The,
1: I, I think Chad Lystico is the guy that writes for him. Um, yeah, I don't know that. I but nobody's going to be too harsh. I mean, nobody's going to ask him ridiculous questions. Uh quote-unquote ridiculous questions I should say seemingly fair questions but that are you know tough to answer make you look bad yeah I mean people didn't hold his feet to the fire about like well, nobody was like f- did you think about pitching it to, to Goodson?"
0: That. that's all I'm saying is like did you the consider fans pitching
1: need- it to Goodson on third and sh- short or fourth and short so that he could be in space and maybe be one-on-one against a linebacker and maybe make the miss did you think about that I mean nobody asks him that kind of question so yeah it's it's Iowa I don't know yeah we there's not there's not that much of the media pie to go around um, but I don't know yeah I mean I, we'll we'll see if i but you're right if Iowa goes four 0 and makes the big Ten west big Ten championship it'll it'll get overlooked sure but
0: we'll see well for your for your sake uh I guess I hope that happens for my sake and for my gopher's sake I hope it doesn't because I think the Gophers keep rolling, and I think we see the Gophers in the Big Ten Championship. But oh, well, that's all for Wisconsin, this
1: week. But we'll, we'll cross that I bridge do. when we get there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be an epic matchup, Wisconsin-Minnesota, but we'll get there. That's the last game of the season. Sorry, right, Well, good luck to your Gophers on Saturday. We'll see how it plays yep. out. Go the boat. Jim Belushi sucks. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>